The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. M. It's dry. And Michael Lucas. And my mum wouldn't do a political coup via manipulation. Well, this is Emsolation. Everywhere, everyone is a hose, the fire hose of sex. Oh my God, okay. You're in Emsolation. Well, hello there and welcome to Emsolation. My name is Em Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, award-winning screenwriter, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. How are you? I'm just going to say it's a more low-key, calmer affair this week. No diarrhoea. No poo talk. There has been somewhat of a theme over the past few weeks and I just feel like we just need to bring it back down again so we can rise, so we can crescendo once more. But don't worry. There, at some point I do call one of the Jonas Brothers a So, like, we don't completely go boring and conservative. I'm really upset with Joe Jonas. For those of you who follow me on Instagram, I've already gone off about it, but I'm very upset with his behaviour we also talk about Britney Spears' new boyfriend and the uh, parade of red flags that have presented themselves about this man. Scott's car was stolen. We talk about that. Newsreader season two is out in the wild. I spent Friday night with Michael Lucas's mother, Jo, and I had some stories to tell. Don't you worry about that. On the other front, um, there's going to be an exciting announcement in next week's show. <laughs> Ben's laughing. Which I kind of give away at the end of this episode. So worth listening all the way to the end. I can't tell you what it is. I can't say anything about it because don't worry, I do at the end of the episode. But we're officially announcing it next week. And I wanted to remind you all to make sure that you vote for us in the Australian Podcasting Awards. If you can, it's free. It takes one second. You just need an email. Send it out to all your contacts. Get them to vote for us. Don't tell them what it is. Just tell them to vote. Emsolation, that's your favourite podcast. What other housekeeping have I got, Ben? I want to, there was something else. Is there something else? Oh, if you are an Emsolation Extra subscriber, make sure you're on the close friends list on Instagram. Ben is now disintegrating in his chair because he's about to get thousands of messages. But we do have a little private feed with uh, Michael and I and you get your own special little stories and stuff. And also make sure you're following us on Instagram. If you listen to the podcast, you can join the Facebook group. God, it's all the things. It's all the housekeeping. I'm just sitting here thinking about anything else I have to tell you. No, thanks for being here. And, oh, why do I feel so, you know, when you can't grab onto your thoughts and they're just floating around your head like a media storm, my hands are trying to grasp onto a thought so I can say something to you that's meaningful, but it's just, I cannot grab on. Morning Wars 3 came out today. I'm going to be watching that. I'm watching Glow Up. What else am I watching? Can't think. I've convinced my daughters to start a podcast called The Smart Sisters. More on that when they actually sit down and record it. That's it. Oh, this intro is not going to happen. I'm going to have to start again. Oh, I just, I can't settle into this. 
I just, I'm not proud of this intro, Ben. I can't settle into it. Uh, fine isn't good enough for the Amsolators. Play the music. Play the music. <laughs> And Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. You know what I realised? My scales in my bathroom have been broken for at least a year. In which direction, though? <laughs> what are they? Are they telling you you're way less or way more? Not that it matters. Way more. Oh, okay. So this whole time I thought I was 75 kilos, but yeah. I'm not. In fact, I'm 70. I could have probably told you that because I'm only like 76 kilos and clearly I am more substantial than you are. No, I would say we're of a similar weight. I'm meaty. I'm height taller than you. That doesn't matter. Well, I think you'll find that it just means there's more of my body. No, taller people aren't necessarily heavier. Aren't they? No. Stretchy, stretchied out. (laughs) No, but I'm also nuggety. Muscle weighs more than anything else. What are you saying? <laughs> you have no muscle? Is that a surprise to you? I'm sorry, you're about to go and enter Mr. Universe. <laughs> sorry, should I stop you? You're about to go do some lifting at the gym. Maybe I was. I do lift weights, I'll have you know. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't know any weightlifters that say that sentence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I do lift weights, I'll have you know. I do. do you They're relatively they simple hand weights, but still. What do you mean you lift weights? This intrigues me. Yeah, Where? no, I do. I own them in my house. I've got a kettlebell. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you think it's so funny. And hand weights. One kettlebell. Yeah, and I've got like a full routine. He he did hand weights like he's Olivia (laughs) Newton-John. Hi, gay. (laughs) I actually have a whole routine and I did it all the time I was overseas too. Can you please film a Michael Lucas exercise? I can if you want me to. My physio made it for me. And I bet you're very, is it like this stupid yoga you used to make me wait for you to do? Fucking yoga routine. He's like... I mean, the only other person more dedicated to their yoga routine is my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I've got yoga. Let's get started. The newsreader is out in the world, season two. It's been 15 years in the making. It feels like it. How are you feeling? Tired. But, <laughs> well, of course. Oh. Not helped by the fact I was out till like 4.30am on the night of the premiere. I'm wow. still lower. Let's just say that at 44, mm. you can't. Pull a night like that and recover before Wednesday. I'm glad you bring opening night up because as we discussed in last week's episode, it was the season two launch on Friday night Mm. and as predicted, I did say I was looking forward to being in the company of your mother. Yes. Because your mother always delivers the entertainment. For me, she's probably the most entertaining human on the planet. <laughs> and I also know which keys to turn and buttons to push oh, yeah. to get her it's terrifying. to 10 out of 10. I can't, see, I can't imagine why it makes me anxious. And the second she got in the car, she was fucking on. Yeah. It was so magnificent. Mm. Like it was just so – she sat in the front seat. She got herself in. She looked incredible, amazing. And Chella and I were in the back seat and Scott was driving. And so mm. her straight away she's chatting with Scott because your mum loves a handsome man. Oh, she does. Your mum 
loves to chat. So she was chatting away with Scott and then I just was throwing out topics that are not suitable for me to bring up in a recorded situation Okay, because I love you and that's for the best. But I know... Finding the most complicated parts of our (laughs) histories, our families and just... Tossing them out. Like bombs. Yeah. And she was whacking them out. It was, and then her friend Di got in. Yeah. And her and Di together, when you chuck in a certain few names, Mm. because they've known each other for so long. Mm. Oh, it was just like, it was like an Australian ab fab. I'm not joking. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. (laughs) Oh, I, I, that, yeah, that's the Petri dish that I developed in. (laughs) And she kept saying, I don't know why I'm coming. I don't even know why I'm going. Do I need to go? I've watched it. I've seen it. She hasn't seen it. It was the first time she saw it. She said that she'd already watched it. She's delusional. And then we get there and she said it again and then she proceeded to say that to the star of your show, to Sam. Really? Did she? Yes. All right. I don't know why I'm here. Uh, Oh, oh, yeah, right, yeah. No, well. But the highlight for me, so we get there and you know what was great? And like I said to you, all the writers, all the actors and writers, Doris Unane was there, not in the show. Cat Stewart was there, not in the show. Yeah. Like there were all these people there. It was it was a room full of it was such a low key, high profile room. <laughs> like we were in a tiny little corner of Acme, mm-hmm. and we we walk into the room and classic ABC. And your mother discovered this. So we walk into the mm. room, we're all starving. The food was beautiful. But there were no spoons to put the dips on the plate. And Doris come up. She's like, how am I supposed to put the dip on my plate? There's no <laughs> spoons. Why do they want me to use my hands? <laughs> and so while I'm there, I feel this cold little hand clutch my arm. And I turn around and it's your mum. And she <laughs> says, Em, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, it was past 6pm there and she would have. I mean, my mum is a five o'clock on the dot. Like the drink, the gin and tonic is ready so that it can meet her lips at 5pm. So she, to get all the way to probably by that stage, 6.30. It was. Yeah. She was bereft. Yeah. And the way she just said, and she knew that I was the person to come to. Mm. And it was the smaller, and your mother's rarely a woman a few words, but this M, it's dry. I know, she was so agreed. And the <laughs> hilarious thing is I tried to say to her, Mum, look, it's the ABC, they're taxpayer funded. Do, do you really think taxpayer money should go towards your gin. And she did. Absolutely. She's paid a lot of taxes in her life. (laughs) So I had to find a bar and I went across, uh, walked across the other side of the kind of complex. I found two gins for her and her friend Mm. Di. I took them back over and they they clutched them from me like like Mm. it was mother's milk, like it was their life force. Mm, mm. And she sucked it down. And then um, she was standing around. I was just watching her kind of work the room. I was just my whole table. The hilarious thing about my mum is she's always like, what am I doing, what am I doing? She gets there and then she just wants to meet everyone and becomes like the social butterfly unfurls. Oh, I'm Michael's mother. Yes, the writer. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's, she's walked away like she's she's having dinner with Doris, you know, and she's like it's she's set all these things up. <laughs> well, it was brilliant. So we all went in and episode one aired of season two, and the it, big screen. It it was a very big screen. It was Michael huge. Lucas. And I was right in the corner looking at it. I've never seen those faces so big. It was huge. You did your Q and A. Yeah. How are you feeling? You introduced it first. I did. Just thank everyone for coming tonight. I mean, when you make TV, you kind of never anticipate that it's going to be screened on the big screen in front of a completely full audience like this, and it's a real thrill. And we're delighted. It was a tough room. You had some good gags. I gave you laughs. Thank you. But I feel like it was a tough room. Well. Oh, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> I wasn't worried about that until now. <laughs> now I'm looking back going, did I die? No, well, 
I mean, I wouldn't have been happy if I was a comic up there. And well, I'm not. I'm not. No, but you. what I'm saying is it was a good level of gag and the audience were a bit. Oh, not you. Right, not okay. You. you were okay. great. And then Emma Freeman made just a little suggestion with a twinkle in her eye. She said, maybe we could just hear the host say, please thank the Tony Bartuccio dancers. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Joe produced Dance Academy and, you know, I'm gay, so she knew. <laughs> Yeah, so you got up there, it all screened. I was watching everyone and seeing how the jokes were landing and how everything was being taken in. Yeah. And then it finishes, we did a Q&A. Yeah. And we leave and we go to the kind of after drinks. Yeah. And then the greatest moment of both our lives happens and you missed it when I introduced Marg Downey yeah. to Joe Lucas. I know. Marg Downey plays the manipulative Evelyn Walters on the show. Helen's being promoted as this woman of gravitas she's far from that think what we know about her <laughs> and from what i hear that's the tip of the iceberg you've maintained a dignified silence it's time the truth about her emerged so your mum so your mum goes up to mark and says well you're quite a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and then and then mark goes well emma's just telling me some of evelyn is based on you <laughs> And then Joe goes, oh, and I said, well, Joe, it's true. I I felt like I was just watching you on the screen. And then your mum says, well, Em, it takes a savage bitch to know one, doesn't it? And I'm like, yes, it does. (laughs) Good call. It was amazing. My mum did that night. She was going, I loved every outfit Marg wore in the show, all of those jackets. All of those jackets, the hound's tooth. And brooches. Yeah. It was all your mother. You fucking devil. You have just, it is your sheep. My mum is a lot more lovely than that character. And And my mum wouldn't do a political coup via manipulation. Well, no, 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 no. (laughs) She'd think about it. No, no, I'm talking about, because they've kind of, you've kind of made Marg's character Evelyn Ursula. She's like the Disney villainess. And I said that to Marg. I said, you're my favourite character now because all the Disney villains, any cartoon I ever watch, I gravitate toward the villain. And she loved that. And But um, what, when we were saying Evelyn is your mum, it's all the best camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. the awful no, mean. Exactly. No. She's not going to destroy people's lives. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> the thing that kills me is sometimes when Marg plays Evelyn, she, like, swishes a little gin and tonic yeah. as she sits in her armchair, and that's really alarming. Like, right from the first season, it's always been like... Because I didn't... It's not like that's a note I gave. Maybe Evelyn should have a gin and tonic and sit there in yeah. her big coat swishing. That was just something that evolved with the director and actor, but... Yeah, look. And your mother then brings up, you know, you, you of course, have been to my house. You filmed the Catherine. Oh, the yes. So explain the link, the weird link between Marg this Downey. This is so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird. Do it. So you remember that Marg played the counsellor, the hippie counsellor in Kath and Kim, and strangely when they made the Kath and Kim movie, Kath and Kim Dorella, they needed a bigger location. And so for Marg Downey's house, they picked the family home that I grew up in that my dad built because it was mud brick in Eltham. It looked like a hippie home. And so they went out and filmed there and it was a nude counselling session. Marion, my fear of flying is coming between me and Kath. I need your help, Marion. I'm desperate. I think it stems from a deep sexual problem that we need to explore together. Really? I, I don't think so. Trust me, Kel. You're in good hands. I think you've... Kimono's come loose, Marion? Yes. My mum was there all day. <laughs> she had lunch with the cast and crew. She loved it. It was delightful. She didn't, I remember she didn't want to do it. She was like, 
I got a message in the letterbox. A film production want to come and use my house. And I was like, Mum, you've got to do it because I ask this of people all the time. So, you know, you've got to put out good karma. I bet she had the best time. Oh, mate. And she was able to bring that up. Mark would have known, right? Mark, yeah, yeah. No, no, she didn't. Oh. She'd forgotten. Uh. So it was just this glorious... I'm like... I'm witnessing something that should be filmed. Why? And I, feel like I was just so enamoured with these two women and then I spoke to Marg and I was able to say to her, you don't fast forward, like, you just... Mm. And then I found out that on she's on the podcast, on the companion podcast, the newsreader, she does the yarn Yana, event, the yes. intro of the podcast each week. There will be spoilers. No, she does that as Evelyn. Listen, darling, there is something you should know. There may be curse words ahead. Oh, by the way, there are absolutely spoilers ahead. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, be careful. But oh later God, that on, was Yana. No, that's oh. Evelyn. But then later she does Yana. Don't, don't worry, you'll 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 hear it when you. I can't wait. I know. I, I can't wait. The sad thing is, it's a, it's a bit probo now. But the SBS lady was also my other favourite. And now we continue our fascinating evening of yawing on SBS with David Crepon's movie of the week. It's a sexy thriller from Denmark set in the cheese factories of Copenhagen. Betty Bluevein. Really hot stuff. Is it probably? Well, because Marg is very white and she was, that is, I think, I think probably you wouldn't pull that one out. It's, it's gone the way of Con the Fruiterer. But at the time, as an ethnic person, I can hardly wait for that one. I can hardly wait. I cannot contain myself. Yeah, I know. As an ethnic person, as you're giving person, it yours. She's <laughs> invited approval. to the barbecue. It's fine. I know. It's such <laughs> a thrill. We love Marg to death. So are you happy with how it's all landed? Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I was braced for, I was not looking forward to the reviews because I feel like the, um, I feel like with second season people are primed to say, oh, it's lost it. Yeah. Not as good. Sophomore album. And also because your first season no one comes in with expectations so you can be, you can sort of surprise them. With second season they come in with expectations but no, it's great. There's one, there's this reviewer that I sort of have this weird, I want to pretend like I don't care, but I care. Oh, my God. And his name is Luke Barkmaster and it, oh God, I can't believe I said his name, but he's in The Guardian. <laughs> And he always, like, he's very hard to predict which way he's going to go. And he gave a good review to the first season, but he said that it was a bit toothless and it stuck with me. Like, I spent, like, all of this time oh, just sitting there going. I remember. You screenshotted yeah. it and sent it to uh, you. Yes. But he has come back saying the second season steps it up and <gasps> has real bite. And I was like, yes! <laughs> I got there. <laughs> Still didn't give it a perfect five stars, <laughs> but it was great. So, yeah, I like pretended as though I wasn't going to read every single article that was written and check every single review. But the funny thing is ABC Publicity sends you it all. They send you all the scans. So even if you don't want to, you just sit there reading it all. But thankfully, it's all good. I would not be okay if you said that. And they were like, hey, do you want like a a minute-to-minute update on the iView ratings? And you're like, no. I just want them at the end of the week. I, I, yes, and I do. I do get daily updates on the iView meetings. Yes, How's it going? I'm, good, really good. So but, uh, we so we landed at three what? Three, yes, three. I don't know, three thirty. Three thirty on Monday, which is like matching with Sunday night, sixty minutes. You are up it's there. It's fine. It was great. Yeah. Oh no, it's okay. But for drama, it's not about. No. It, like for drama, it's about what you get to. Where are we at today? Oh, no, I don't know. They don't give me numbers. They just tell me, like, it's, like, the number one thing on iView and, <gasps> like, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, beating Bluey? Yes. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know. I don't number know. Well, one must on be, must be, must be. Anyway, oh, we, we, we find out in a week. I oh, know, it's weird. I hate that it all boils down to numbers, but it does. 
No, you don't hate it. I do hate it. You're an overachiever. You like to know. You well, like because there's other circumstances. Like when you're with the other streamers. Yeah. They you just don't, don't know. You don't even tell you anything. <laughs> and I quite like it. It's like, oh, well, can't worry about it. I hope someone's watching. Just leave it at that. But then how do you know what to charge? Because you don't. That's the that's problem. That's the problem. And that's what a lot of the strike is about. Correct. You don't know where you stand. I'm so happy for you. And, I mean, I, I got to have a lot of interaction with Sam, who plays Dale, mm. at the after drinks. Mm-hmm. And he was the stayer, as was I. <laughs> you were out till 4 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> with yeah. Sam, with the interview. But he's also been filming Interview with the Vampire, so he's he's a nighttime person now because he just shoots during the night. In Prague a long time ago. <laughs> he's been off for a while. I feel like his body clock would be up for Maybe. It. He's also, you know, younger than us. But what he I is. loved was I didn't know his dedication to the following that he has. While we were there, a fan of I his know. gave him a vial of perfume that smelt like a, the graveyard from, I want to say Prague, mm. and she'd made that up and came to find him to deliver him this vial of perfume that he had in his breast pocket with a handwritten note. Mm. And for most people, a bit creepy. For Sam, he was like, I really appreciate it. He's so earnest. I really appreciate it and this is why we do what we do. And I was looking at him waiting for a... <laughs> no, he's no. very sincere. He takes it very so seriously. Sincere. He loves the fans. He loves mm. the fact that they give him, because when he said, oh, a fan gave me a vial of, I said, blood. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he looked at me like, no. I'm like, don't look at me like that's not feasible. You're a fucking sexy vampire. Like, it could be a thing. It could be. I didn't bring it up. I, you told me not to. You, I didn't bring up Interview with the Vampire and the nude sex floating. I didn't bring it up. Do I you want, want congratulations yes. for not going up to I a person? I wanted and, to. Okay. I wanted to say... How no, often you don't need to say it now. I think about okay. that. Okay, yep. Scene. Okay, we know what you're talking about. It's a great about. scene. It's a good scene. It's a good series. It's an excellent performance. Oh my god, he's so uncomfortable. Even now, I'm not like Sam's like going to listen to this, but I'm only saying good things. Anyway, <laughs> he's excellent, and also, I don't know what's happened, but he's a million percent hotter than season one. Really? I think because I viewed him through the eyes of Lestat on Interview of the Vampire, I think because I've seen him in the period costumes. Well, and the, the character is a bit more confident. That co- might the be character's it. very sexy. Put that on my account, thank you. And two more for us. And another one for the musicians, whatever they want. Ils sont toujours Do you think? I don't think that's ever been said about Dale, but I'm glad if you feel it. No, 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 not Dale, Lestat. Dale is whatever the opposite of sexy is. Wait, what does that mean? Yeah. Dale's just confused. Dale's just... um. Uh, worried, Inhibited. anxious, mm. yes, blocked. Whereas Lestat's the opposite of blocked. He's free flowing, mm. spurting his sexy all over, everywhere, everyone. That's, the okay. hose, the fire hose of oh sex. Oh my god! Okay. And I think after watching Sam play Lestat, now when mm. I view Dale, Lestat you, is you, tinging oh, my. Okay. You know, I've got Lestat lenses on as I look at Sam, and I'm going. And he's also a bit more chiselled. He's also a bit more because yes. a bit more meaty. Yes. He's doing weights like you, not your regime though. Oh. <laughs> you don't know. Anyway, I'm really happy for you. What that a it's night. Out there. It was Thanks. a great night. It was a great night. And you did well. It's a great night. I'm so glad it's over. <laughs> no, I'm not. I did have a great time. I did have a great yeah, time. It was nah, really good. It was, it was really good. good. It was also one of those nights where I could not have a, until one o'clock in the morning, I failed to have a sustained conversation with anyone. You were meerkatting anxiously. Meerkatting. Yes. Head was turning. When I was talking to you, I felt like I had to clap in front of you and be like, focus. I know. And I did. I said, what do you need? And you're like, I need photos. <laughs> I know. I failed to take photos. You Thank God you took some. Well, anyway. hasn't one. Oh, can we talk about that one photo? It's what? gone bunta. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just that's because it's a Sam Reed. No, but like you're now officially in the fandom. There's going to be, you're in the fandom. 
You'll be added to all the fan fiction. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my evil laugh. Well, anyway, all's well that ends well. Keep watching it. Do the iView downloads. Even if you're not watching it, just go download it. Yes, it's the first drama series to be in HD on iView, which only tech nerds would be excited He's about. He's looking at the James in Sorry, the room. Yeah, yeah, our yeah, tech. yeah. So our it's crisp. <laughs> every line, every shoulder pad, every Tony Bartuccio dancer looking That's right. extraordinary. Mm. I have a few little things I want to touch on. First of all, I want to tell you. Mm. I mean, you already know, but not everyone knows. Scott Barrow, my husband's car, was stolen. Now, I've never had a stolen car scenario in my life. Touch wood, touch nor wood. have I. Touch the woods. Touch all the wood. Don't have any wood to touch. Uh, you, you're not a car guy, though. No. No. Like the one Spent car- huge swathes of my life with no car. Yeah, nah, that's fine. So Scott was sitting next to me and he's like, my credit card's been drained. And I was like, what? What do you mean? What, what is it? And he's like, it's McDonald's and what if. They bought a lot of what ifs. Which is like a travel website. I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand how that works. Maybe they knew that that website you didn't need to put in your security code or something. I don't know, but they drained his account of all the cash very quickly. And I'm like, where's your wallet? And he goes, it's in my car. And I said, but your car's getting serviced. And he's like, yeah. And I said, where's your car? And he goes, I don't know. And then just as we're having this conversation, his phone rings and it's the police. Uh, so the place, the car dealership that are servicing his car, and it's a big car company, it's quite reputable, they were broken into and Scott's car was there, you know, at a service centre. The keys are just hanging on the side of the yeah. base. So they just obviously pressed all the security buttons just to see which car opened. But what they did was they very graciously took out the car seat, took out Scott's bike helmet, took out Scott's bike pump, took out all his bike oh, clothes. Oh, that's nice. Pulled, took, just put it all in the floor. So he got, took his favourite weird Ralph Lauren Parker that he's had for years. It's like oh, yeah. Rainbow Technicolor that's okay. very off-brand for yeah. Scott, but he still loves it. Yeah. They dumped all that on the ground. They just took his card yep. and they used his card to steal tyres and all, a, a whole bunch of stuff. Hmm. And so we're going, oh, my God, what do we do? I don't even know. I don't know what to do. It was so weird. It was so wild. And so he went, now he's driving like a higher car, but now the car has been found. Hmm. And I'm like, well, what happens now? Like, is it a crime scene? I don't even know what happens. So the car was found only 200 metres up the road from the, the dealership. And in what condition? We don't know. Uh-huh. We don't have any information yet. I need to go back to his. he left his wallet in the car when he got it stolen. Yeah. Now, when he put, take, took it in for a service, I should say, mm. that was, was that intentional? Yeah. It was intentional. Yeah. He just thought, I'm not going to need it until I come pick up the car, so I'll just leave it right here. Mm-hmm. I know. There's that. Yeah, I right. Know. That's okay. It's very Scott. Yep. <laughs> Like it's a <laughs> it's a it's a relaxed it ease with the world, which I respect on one hand, but also fear. Mate, that the running joke is, you know, the beige flag of my husband is that he's just unbothered. Yeah. So we're sitting there. I'm running around like a headless chook. I'm like, okay, log into your Vic Roads, log into your comeback, call them, block this, do this, da la la. Like I went into ADHD zombie apocalypse. Well, and also you had fresh experience with a wallet loss. Totally. Mm. I know we've both lost our wallet in a week. And so he's sitting there and he's like, uh, and I'm like, I'm really sorry your car got stolen. He goes, I don't care. It's just annoying. I'm like, oh my God. Mm. You are toxically stoic. Mm. I'm sorry. Nothing, just. Unbothered. He'll come home and he'll drop like, oh, yeah, Dave's divorcing Sally. I'm like, oh, my God, why? I don't know. I didn't ask. Like that kind of shit. <laughs> he got home the other day and he's like, yeah, oh, um, Mitch is changing jobs. Something happened. I go, where's he going to? I don't know. Why is he leaving? I don't know. I didn't ask. <laughs> like, it's like, what? 
It could also be the secret of your longevity. Maybe. But he, when the he's police, like the alkaline to your... Because the police call him and he gets to the phone and be like, oh, my God, what happened? He goes, I don't know, they stole my car. I'm like, but how? Like, it was packed in a shop and it was locked and heaven, it was your car and, what, like, what was the situation and what's next? He goes, mm. I don't know, they said they let me know. They gave me a number. They gave me a case number. I'm like, but how did they get in? Like, was it an inside job? He's like... I don't know. I didn't ask. It's like, what do you mean you didn't ask? I don't know if this is a, if anyone if anyone is listening to me and their partner is the same. But there's something Scott just doesn't ask unnecessary questions. Mm, or sorry, mm. no, Scott just doesn't ask questions. Necessary questions, yeah. <laughs> but my dad. So I ring my dad because my dad loves his shit, and I, and he goes because I rang him on a Saturday night. So he picks up with what's wrong, mm, mm, <laughs> like me, mm. and I go Scott's car's been stolen. He goes, well, from your place. And I go, nah, nah, from the dealership. He's like, what? And then my dad goes straight away, inside job. Ah. Straight away. <laughs> I'm like, no, dad, it's not. Like, they know it's not. They've, they, mm-hmm. It's a thing that they've been tracking. And he's like, nah, I'm telling you, one of those mechanics. I'm telling oh. you. I'm like, no, dad. But my dad, the full thing, nah, nah, I've heard of this. I, I've heard of this. I've seen this on YouTube. It's what they oh, do. Oh, I'm YouTube. like, oh my God, the boomers and the YouTubes. Mm. So my dad's still convinced inside oh. job. So he dropped Scott off there the other day to pick up another car. And Scott said he was eyeballing everyone in the shop. Like, dad was just looking at him. And then I think your dad could be terrifying if he had the right sort of energy behind him. He's well, he's small. Like saying a Jack Russell could be terrifying. He is small, (laughs) but there's something about him that's efficient in a way that could be terrifying. It's true. Also, a person who doesn't ask any necessary questions. None. Right. No, my dad never has more information on anything. Just takes action. I don't know. Mm. Didn't ask. Mm. Okay, mate. So that was the wild thing that went on in my life. And so I don't even know. We're just waiting to see what happens with the car now. <laughs> it's a bit crazy. It's Emsolation Extra. Haven't subscribed to Emsolation Extra yet? Here's what you've missed out on this week. You are in for a total and utter treat. It's really nice to be able to sit across from someone who has genuinely made a difference in your life, look them in the eye, cry. <laughs> Grab them by the knee and say thank you. And I was able to do that with today's guest. I speak of, of course, the wonderful Kaz Cook. Why is it we consider it old lady business? And why is there this kind of weird shame around? Uh, Julia Morris, I had her on a few weeks ago. She's a dear yeah, friend of mine. And she was the same. She kept it a secret. She white knuckled it. She did no hormone. Right. She did nothing with the hormones, no progesterone. She just fucking like grit her teeth yeah. and went through it. And she said, because. I didn't know, but no. we're also in the entertainment industry afraid to talk about ageing, afraid to talk about perhaps being past our use oh, by day. I have no doubt that there are women who are peri or oh, full menopause totally. who will not Mm-mm. share my book on social media because they don't want to be seen. Totally. As in the gang. Oh, the messages I got from well-known don't women. Don't talk about that. No, no, they said, you're so brave. <laughs> I'm like, am I? Am I? I am a real Anzac. Yes, let's talk to the Ukrainians, shall we, about how brave you are. It's like, how can I not talk about this? This is dominating my every cell. Well, I think it's it's changing. I think more people are going to talk about it. But I I, I think it's also because it's about periods. It's about, uh, I mean, one of the sections in the book is called, and I'm pretty confident that there has never been a section in a book before (laughs) called Mysteriously Irritable Vulva. (laughs) 
Um, I'm calling my band that. That's the name of my next band. Get ready, backing band. When we were younger, we should have been in a band called Premenstrual as Anything and I did a cartoon (laughs) about that, but you're you're absolutely right. We need to update that. Um, So, and it is because it's about periods, which still there is this social, oh, that's yucky kind of, idea rather than just being it is a completely it is. normal thing that most yeah. w- women and non and many non-binary and other mm. people go through. Mm. So it's just so interesting to see that but instead of us all just talking and sharing and going and getting all the medical and other information, which is what I've tried to do, mm. we are now standing in front of a fire hose mm-hmm. squirting a tsunami of wellness and Ugh. other Yes. Products at it. The natural be- be- Because women want to do it secretly too. They want to look it up online and go, what can I... The shame and cycle so th- continues Yes, though. exactly. We've that's what I'm saying. We've got to so, stop it. And all those people pay for their information to be higher up in the search results. Mm. And that's why I wanted the book. Uh, I actually, love that section. Yeah, it yes. says here's where the good information is. Because otherwise, if you just Google, it's... It's cashing in on women's shame and uh, desperation. And the lies that people, yeah. you know, and, and the sort of not quite a lie, but this will support. What does that even Your mean? hormones, pardon? What? I don't need scaffolding. It will hold its hand, <laughs> give it a tissue and it cries. What do you mean support? For all of that and so much more, subscribe now at msalation.supercast.com. It's Emsolation Extra. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Look, there's a few little pop culture stories that are just like little touch-ons. First of all, I just want to say a big fuck you to Joe Jonas. Um, <laughs> what a... <laughs> and... It's a measured analysis. I also want to say... <laughs> from M. Rossiano. I always knew you were a shit bloke. Mm. That's basically what I want to say. Um... For those of you who follow me online, you know that this is so. Michael didn't know he was very Scott Barrow on this topic. Joe Jonas was married to Sansa. Sansa from Sophie Turner from Game I feel of Thrones. Like how long ago were they married? Four years. Okay. Four years ago, but it was super creepy because he approached her when she was thirteen and he was nineteen. So okay, Ashton Kutcher, and they have had two children together quite quickly. Mm. They've split up, and when we heard they were splitting up, there was this straight away this PR wave from the Jonas camp, selling the story that she likes to party and wants to go out all the time and doesn't want to be home mm. with the children. And Joe's this amazing father. Oh, it's what they did to Princess Diana. Correct. Taking the kids on. He's even had to take the kids on tour with him. She's so absent. And straight away, I'm sitting there reading this, and like I was at home with everyone. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> Beyonce has her children. On stage. Correct. First of all, you don't get a prize for taking your kid on tour because you're the bloke. Madonna takes six children on tour. Beyonce, all of her children on tour. Pink, all of her children on tour. M. Rossiano, all of her children on tour. Nobody's <laughs> given me flowers. No one's sending out PR messages saying, oh, what an amazing parent. He's just doing his job because she's filming Joan in Spain at the moment, right? So it's easier to take kids on tour than have mm. them on a film set. 
let's just settle that one first of all. <laughs> Secondly, this idea that, you know, she's out partying all the time and, you know, you're the guy staying home drinking cups of tea. You're fucking Joe Jonas. Taylor Swift told us how dodgy you are. There's a whole album dedicated to you. And I like to think about Sansa Stark <laughs> sitting back with a cup, with a fishbowl full of red wine, just listening to the songs dissing her ex, written specifically for her ex by Taylor Swift. That would be a beautiful oh. thing for anyone that breaks up, breaks up with someone that Taylor Swift has also broken up oh. with. How brilliant. Like so John good. Mayer, Jake Gyllenhaal. Like if you've broken up with them, you've really got an you've album got to listen to, haven't you? I, I, in my mind, she texts Taylor just like, girl, full stop. Yeah. Like track six, yes. Yeah, yeah. Verse two, track seven. He did I that. want the masters of the Taylor's version and I want them loud. <laughs> so that was just a little quick Can thing. I just say that was so impassioned and to that actress... Sansa Stark, if you do need a defence lawyer, what she lacks in legal qualifications, she has in showmanship. I'll just get up and I'll just point at Joe and be like, look at this little this little short man, this little fucking, this little disgusting, <laughs> look at him, look at this guy. You really believe, you really believe what he's saying? I saw a hilarious... <laughs> the prosecution uh, rises. You, Joe Jonas, are a... <laughs> Pretty much. I rest my case, Your Honour. Look at him. <laughs> look at let, I bring into evidence the lyric sheet from Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I shall read verbatim what Miss Swift has written about the defendant. Not the defendant. He is in our eyes. What I also when I saw a funny meme where it said he's divorcing her because she kept putting putting coffee cups on the top shelf. <laughs> there was Nicole Kim and Tom Cruise vibes about those two. I just want to say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tall redhead. Short. Yeah. Yeah. Lacking brunette man. So that was one of the things that really caught my attention. So, yeah, I just want to say to Sophie Turner, girl, I see you. I'm on your side. Mm, that's well, clear. I'm really <laughs> 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 very passionate. The other pop culture story that I've lost sleep over oh. is Britney Spears. <laughs> is it the jet lag or is it Britney Spears' but current relationship When twist? I'm waking up before I am, I am obviously online. When you wake up, you have a vision of a girl spinning on a slate tile floor. The whirling dervish, the sexy whirling dervish bikini white boot scenario is getting hectic. I don't know if she ever stands still. Is she just spinning all the time? Like, is she just in constant spin? <laughs> I just feel like anywhere she goes, she's just spinning. Yeah. I'm very concerned. But it's not the whirling der- sexy whirling dervish white boot scenario that concerns me most. It's her new boyfriend. And, I mean, there's no red flags here. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to give you. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about this, so give There's me the headlines. No, no red flags. Okay. Like, if, I mean, if I came to you with this information okay. about my new boat. Give me his qualifications. His name is Paul Richard Solers. That's okay. He has described Brittany as a phenomenal woman. Yeah, and great. A great person. Yeah. He is her housekeeper. Okay. I mean,. You did enjoy Lady Chatterley's Love. Was that a housekeeper or a games or a groundsman? Gameskeeper. Gameskeeper. He looked after the birds. Okay. He's looking after the bird. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> he appeared in court for a probation violation related to a 2019 firearms incident. Okay. So he likes guns. Guns. Right. Well, it's America. That's their culture. Paul has mentioned that Brittany has been supportive of his legal and child custody issues. Uh, okay. We all come with baggage. One child has currently been taken off him and is in a 51-50 hold. Uh, the mother of his children has passed away. Um, Paul is otherwise unemployed. Okay. Well, Fine. he's busy cleaning a house. It's a, I bet you it's a big house. Sure. Yep. 
So a fifty-one fifty is the when there's a mental health crisis and they're on a seventy-two hour psychiatric hospitalization. Uh, one of his children is okay. Um, yep, yep, good, good, <sighs> and, and yep. So no, no, nothing to worry about in that situation. No, at oh. all. Nah, good. <laughs> so Brittany announced she wanted to have her favorite spaghetti. So she got on a plane and got her favorite spaghetti in Italy. <laughs> Is this a real story? Yes. Hang on. She flew to Italy to eat spaghetti, meatballs, and spaghetti, and then flew back. Yep. Oh, the poor planet. And Paul picked her up on the runway in his um, cleaning truck. Nah, it's all good. I feel good. Oh, so he so he has a small cleaning business with a truck and everything. Like I don't that. know. There was no branding. It's just like a truck that had cleaning shit in it. And okay. He was waiting for her on the runway. Is he still her cleaner now that they've Mm-mm. commenced the relationship? Says that, no. Um, they've had former to get a- housekeeper. Where are her fucking friends? Where are the people saying to her, "Girl, she has the worst taste in men." Ah, uh, she. This- you know what? We need to turn to those icons that were at her wedding. It's one thing to stand there all in a line singing Vogue, but come on, uh, where are they? All get together. Paris Hilton, Drew Barrymore, Madonna. Who else was there? Who else? Selena Gomez. Probably. Oh, my God. Did you see Drew Barrymore's cross the picket line and they're calling her a scab? She's, her show's coming back. Yes, I did see that. And she's claiming it's coming back because it's news, but it's not. It uses yeah. guild writers. Yeah. And she did this whole impassioned, no, but we deliver news to people and Good Morning America is allowed to go on air because they're a news program and then all these writers will come forward and go, scab, you're a scab. Yeah. Mm. Drew Barrymore, bad move. Yeah. Weird move. Don't you think? Weird move. Normally she's a very progressive Mm. on the right side of history person. Mm. And the president's collapsed. Everyone hates Fran now. Fran is out. This is just like so much pop culture news coming at me. Sorry. I'm so sorry. But I just want to say to Brittany, girl, if someone is on a probable violation related to firearms, I just think, I just think maybe swipe right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think she's on Tinder? I just think spin out of the room, spin mm. into somewhere else. Mm. That was that was my that was my concern. That's all I wanted to say about Britney. But also, congratulations on your new relationship, and we'll oh god look forward to seeing how it plays out on social media. I'm really concerned. You know the other her thing? memoirs coming out when soon, right? Oh my god, wait a minute. Why can I never find the live Google? Where is it? Oh, there it is. Britney Isn't it the woman in me? Spears. Biography. Coming the 24th of October, October, of course. Perfect for the Christmas season. Competing with Barbara's, though. Do you think she's frantically rewriting it in blood? Fucking Sam. (gasps) Well, I wonder about that. I bet you, I bet you, given the timing when it came out, it crescendoed at the happy ending that was the wedding. I hope there's new chapters. That are just written, just I, I imagine she's writing them as she spins. I hope so. Like the burn book, like yeah. from, you know, Mean Girls. This girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. I hope so. Oh, God, I hope there's some add-ins. Mm. I'm still praying for the audio book. With full emojis. Don't worry. End. I will read the audio book as Brittany if she doesn't do it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone will be relieved at that. <laughs> 
You mean you don't mean that. You mean you'll read it as Malin from Steel Magnolias. <laughs> or for those of you who are Adventure Time fans, as as uh, what's the name of the um, the elephant? Oh, tree trunks. Now come on over. I baked y'all an apple pie. I don't know. Apple pie. Or a bit Dolly Parton. Oh, a bit Dolly Parton. Before I go, I just want to let everyone know that there is now a na- international shortage on my estrogen patches. So mm. remember when Elaine on Seinfeld ran out of sponges? Yeah, do you have any today sponges? I know they're off the market, but I... Actually, we have a case left. A case? Do you remember? Yeah. Someone had to be sponge-worthy? Yeah. I'm down to that with fucking patches. <laughs> I mean, I would like to ensure that you are mm. well patched, mm. well, particularly when it comes to the recording yeah. days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm, um, there's three days left of this patch of the juice. So I'm going to be like wringing it out into my mouth like I'm in the desert. I'm going to be like squeezing it out. Like, <laughs> but also, isn't it the cruelty that you, they, they just, just got you adapted to it? Yeah. And now I gotta. Now they're telling me I might have to rub a cream on every day. Oh, then I have to wait for it to dry, and I'll forget, and I'll think it's my retinol, and I'll put it on my face, and I have estrogen face, and I just don't do it. I don't care. I wait. The cream's a shit. I whack the patch on, and off we go. And I feel like a bit like an '80s smoker, like Selma. Like yeah, Patty and yeah, Selma. yeah. That, it does on. feel right. You are much more a patch person than a cream person, and I can't explain why, but it just feels right because you just want to slap and go. <laughs> That's it. So God, I'm on my last one, and I've got three days left of the juices. So I'm on a mission. If you see me driving around looking like it's psychotic, if you see me just yelling in chemist warehouses around Victoria, you'll know why. Mm. All right, well, that's it. Next week we're going to be announcing something really exciting. I don't want to say what, but we're going to be announcing our... <laughs> this is why she's a show business professional. <laughs> so everyone get ready she for that. She knows how to build suspense <laughs> and questioning. <laughs> Get ready for that announcement. What could be? I don't know. Could be anything. What could my announcement be? I don't know. The suspense. Oh my god! I'm announcing something massive. It's gonna be life changing and huge. What could it be? I don't know. We will have to wait to find out next week. We will have to. We don't know some details. The theatre. If, if there's other. Yes. We don't know what we're wearing. We don't. That's true. That's true. That's true. And also you're not going to find out next week. So. No. <laughs> Stay tuned for costuming decisions. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is Emsolation. All right, gang, that's it. We're out. Stand by for our mystery announcement next week. What could it be? Who, who could say? I don't know. I do not. No, make sure you're ready for it because it'll sell out really quickly. Thank God I'm so ready to be on stage. Even if it's just me crying, whatever. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful weekend or week ahead, depending on when you're listening. And, look, we'll catch up soon. Subscribe to Emslation Extra. Oh, just do it. I'm so sick of trying to force that. Oh, my God. I lost the plot. Subscribe. Our rent's going up at the studio. You don't need to know that. But it is. So it is what it is. <gasps> this is as bad as the... I'm going to have to do another outro, Ben. I'm going to have to do another outro. James is laughing. This is not good. I'm not focused. All right, I'm going. I'm going. Have a seat. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, everyone. Don't say guys. It's exclusionary. Bye, team. Bye, ladies, men's and gentle thems. Yes. Okay, I don't say play the music now, do I? Nah, Ben. Ben's voice comes now. Thank God. Insert Ben. Okay.
Like what you heard and want more? Msolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast, which you can help support by subscribing to Msolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter, and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or Gift a subscription to someone you love at msolation.supercast.com or get the link via msolation socials. Msolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn, socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley, and Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts with videos by James Henderson. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. <laughs>